Welcome to the Cornell Policy Review. Joining us here today is the immediate past chairperson for the Kenya Law Reform Commission and the chairperson of the report on the Task Force on Policy, Legal, Institutional and Administrative Reforms regarding the intersex persons in Kenya, Mr. Bage Nana. Thank you for joining us. Okay, thank you. Excellent. So I wanted to talk uh, briefly about the definition of a person of intersex. Um, the task force looked at a, a, a few varying definitions from legal to medical to contemporary and eventually settled on a person who is conceived or born with a biological sex characteristic that cannot be exclusively categorized in the common binary of female or male due to their inherent and mixed anatomical, hormonal, gonadal uh, or chromosomal patterns, which could be apparent prior to, at birth, in childhood, puberty or adulthood. What was the significance of landing on this uh, specific definition? Yeah, the significance is that was that um, uh, intersex conditions manifest themselves even at the conception of a child, at birth, uh, in childhood, early childhood, puberty, and adulthood. Mm -hmm. We thought that our definition must capture all those stages of mm -hmm. life. And this is a definition we came up with after speaking to doctors. Mm -hmm. In the course of our work, we visited the Mulago Hospital mm -hmm. in, uh, in Kampala, mm -hmm. Uganda. Mm -hmm. And we had extensive discussions with some medical professors and mm -hmm. practicing doctors mm -hmm. who told us that it is possible even to do a scan at uh, very early stages and, 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 and the doctors can actually be able to determine that mm -hmm. a child may be born intersex mm -hmm. and therefore which means that the conditions can manifest itself mm -hmm. immediately after conception mm -hmm. then of course there are, there are stages when the child is born mm -hmm. The doctors can examine mm -hmm. and see uh, whether the, the child is intersex. Mm -hmm. Then they also manifest themselves at, uh, at very early childhood mm -hmm. and most prominently mm -hmm. in pet in puberty yeah. because that is where a lot of these characteristics are manifesting right. themselves. Yeah. Then, of course, during adulthood. So, most of the definitions had not come. Mm -hmm. go to that extent and therefore we thought that we should come to a more broader definition of the intersex mm -hmm. person. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, so this report is quite novel for, for African countries and even for Kenya specifically. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a bit about where the need for this report originated? Yes. The, the need for this report emanated first from a case called Limoisia. In the matter of Moasia versus the Attorney General. Mm -hmm. Richard Moasia was uh, an intersex person who was charged with a an offense of robbery with violence mm -hmm. and he was committed to jail in Kamete Maximum Prison, mm -hmm. one of Kenya's premier, uh, maximum, prison. maximum prisons. And uh, when he was there, the, the, the prisoners found that this guy was exhibiting 
a double characteristics. Mm. Looking at him, you thought he was a man because mm. he had a beard. But he also happens to have had, you know, breasts. Mm. And uh, and then when they examined him, they found uh, his genitalia were not, they, they were ambiguous. Mm. There, there was, uh, he couldn't have a characteristic or a male or a female. Mm. And he was subjected to a lot of bullying mm. by the prisoners, mm. uh, fellow prisoners, mm-hmm. or and the prison warders. Mm-hmm. So, as usual, when the the para, paralegals go who go to give reward to mm. to such prisoners, when they had their his predicament, mm-hmm. uh, they took up the matter uh, and filed a case against the attorney general seeking damages for Moasia having been mistreated in prison just because he was exhibiting intersex characteristics. Mm-hmm. So when the matter came into court, uh, even the judges, the, it was heard by a bench of three judges who at first thought the case was very normal and they had not heard about uh, this intersex condition. And uh, the Kenya National Human Rights and another body called the, the, the Legal Resources Foundation were the ones who had taken the matter up for Mr. Moasia. And they argued that uh, the government must establish a policy uh, to, to guide how these people should be treated. Mm-hmm. There was an intervention by some, you know, uh, Kenya Christian Professionals Forum. Mm-hmm which said uh, there is nothing like intersex. Mm. Uh, these people advocating the rights for such people mm-hmm. are looking for an indirect way of regularizing mm-hmm. LGBT rights in Kenya. Mm-hmm. And they said the, the intersex people, uh, their problem is medical. They mm-hmm. suffer from disorders of sexual development. Therefore, they should be treated as a medical case not a case of uh, human rights uh, uh, violation. Mm-hmm. And they say that the, 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 the law should not try to open up a new area where they establish a new class of rights. Mm-hmm. So Moasia's uh, case, the judges were very, they, they were not convinced and they, 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 they said, okay, whatever the case, they don't think good reasons have been given for the government coming up with the new regulations on this. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, they said that they held that uh, Mr. Moazi had been mistreated mm-hmm. and they were awarded damages against the government mm-hmm. you know, for 500,000 shillings, mm-hmm. which is equivalent to $5,000. Mm-hmm. So that that's the Moazia case. Then, in two, that was around 2007, then in 2009, the, another body called the Credo, mm-hmm. which is, uh, advocates the rights of child, mm-hmm. uh, the, the rights of the ch- of children. They brought up a case against, uh, against the Attorney General in connection with a last certain baby, it was called Baby A. Mm-hmm. You know, in court they don't like disclosing the names of minors, you know, minors mm-hmm. who are who are subject to mm-hmm. this litigation. Mm-hmm. Baby was born as 
with a bigus genitalia mm. and the doctors were not able to determine whether he is uh, he is male or female mm. and the mother could therefore not register uh, the child's birth because the doctors could not give a registration form advising the registrar of births mm. as to the as the, to the sex of the child mm. so the mother of the baby now take up together with the credo take out took this matter to court uh, for the court to give directions directing the registrar of birth to to issue a birth certificate mm-hmm. in the name of the but leave put an x in the in the sex mm-hmm. category mm-hmm. until such a time that the child once the the child developed you would be able to see whether he is going to be a male or a female mm-hmm. again there was intervention by Kenya Christian Professionals Forum who mm-hmm. again raised the same arguments mm-hmm. as in the Moasia case mm-hmm. that uh, the courts should not open up another uh, rights of intersex people mm-hmm. and they say this is a case of DSD mm-hmm. disorders of sexual development mm-hmm. and therefore what baby should be going is for treatment mm-hmm. but of course these people were also supported by the Kenya National Human Rights Commission mm-hmm. and they said that um, these people are people who have who have the rights of self determination mm-hmm. a person should be able to determine what he wants to be mm-hmm. if it is a male or a female or or have his sex marker mm-hmm. put as an intersex mm-hmm. and of course the court struggled with, with that and they said okay we cannot give uh, an opinion yeah they directed the attorney general to provide some framework yeah. which will be used to the, by the courts to determine these cycles type of matters mm-hmm. and directed him to do that within 18 months so it is as a result of that that the attorney general set up the task force which I was appointed to chair mm-hmm. um, so that is the background yeah yeah and so just just to understand yeah. the, the christian organization was pushing back for the uh, creation of this perhaps a, a third categorization of sex it's not the christ they were opposing they were opposing that yes yeah um because in their understanding the binary was the only uh yes the the understanding was that there are only two there's only male or female yeah. sexual character and so to, to give a something outside of that binary yeah their approach would have been to, to deal with this as a medical yes uh outlook rather than the yes. protection of human rights or, yes. um, yes. some extension in that yes. sense yeah yes. okay so the question i had is how uh, were individuals intersex individuals included in uh, the formation and the production of the report itself i must say when the attorney general established the task force the people who were appointed were mainly from uh, government bodies because here what the attorney general had directed been directed to do is come up with a legal framework mm-hmm. and of course that is the function of government so he thought that the, 
the people to constitute the panel are people representing various government ministries and departments. So we had the, the office of the Attorney General, mm-hmm. part of the task force, mm-hmm. uh, the office of the Attorney General and Department of Justice, then the Kenya Law Reform Commission, because uh, our mandate is uh, to, to review the laws of Kenya and make sure that they conform with the constitution. And one of the issues here was the constitutional protection of intersex people. Mm-hmm. Then they appointed the Minister of Interior, uh, which is responsible for maintaining the data of the register of births and deaths. And we have a civil registry, which is the one that issues birth certificates. Then there was the the Department of Immigration, which also issues passports, then the registration of persons. Mm -hmm. Then uh, we had, um, of course, the Minister of Health, and also the Ministry of Education. So those were the people normally appointed as the as the as task force. But we had power to co-opt other people whom we thought would be uh, would help in coming up with the proposals. So during our first meeting, we had a category of people who who wanted to invite. Uh, to be to join us and be part of the task force, we looked at the religious organizations because, of course, in Kenya, you know the issues of LGBTI, intersex rights, are, you know, the religious Kenyan profession, Christian professional had come up with that issue, and right. we thought in order to make sure that whatever recommendations we made are not contested by the religious group, mm-hmm. we try to reach out to them mm-hmm. so that they become part of our task force. Mm-hmm. But none of them wanted to join the task force. Right. But the most important constituency was the intersex persons mm-hmm. who have established a society called the Intersex Persons Society of Kenya. Mm-hmm. And they were the first people we, we requested to come and make submissions to the task force. Mm-hmm. And when they came, we persuaded them to give us one or two members who could, could co-opt mm-hmm. as part of our task force. Mm-hmm. And they graciously do that. So mm-hmm. we had a representative mm-hmm. on the intersex people in, in, in our task force. Mm-hmm. and it was very useful. So they have been involved throughout. Yeah. In fact, I must say, before the establishment of the task force, mm-hmm. they had really struggled to register their society, and they had made a lot of bottlenecks right. to the register of persons, the, regis- the registrar of societies. Mm-hmm. But we were able to intervene, mm-hmm. and the Attorney General's office intervened, mm-hmm. And they were able to help with that formalization process. Yes. Excellent. Um, So what what might this report mean for um, Kenyans uh, who are not intersex? And in extension, you've mentioned the the sensitivity of this topic when it uh, regards Kenyans, including uh, Kenyans who might be part of the LGBT community. But let's focus just on, on Kenyans who might not be part of that community. Um, what does this report mean for them? 
Well, first of all, this report means a lot, especially for parents mm -hmm. of intersex people, mm -hmm. because uh, we receive presentations from parents, especially mothers, who came uh, to give their accounts mm -hmm. uh, before our task force, mm -hmm. telling us of the, the challenges they have had mm -hmm. raising intersex children. Mm -hmm. In most of our communities, having an intersex child is seen as a curse. Mm. So if a mother gives birth to an intersex child, mm -hmm. most of the times they are divorced and the husband doesn't want anything to do with that child. Mm -hmm. And quite a number of ladies came to us saying, my marriage broke up, mm. broke down because of this mm. child. Yeah. I was drawn away from my the, my husband's family mm -hmm. because they thought I was bringing a curse mm -hmm. to their family. Mm -hmm. So for them, it's very important that a new forum for coming out in the open mm -hmm. and people talking about this problem, mm -hmm. they have been given a platform to do it mm -hmm. and they welcomed the task force. A lot of intersex people are in hiding. Mm -hmm. Even we got some accounts of children mm -hmm. who go to school and they don't want to admit. Mm -hmm. We got a case of this boy who was intersex, mm -hmm. uh, but he had never disclosed this mm -hmm. until one day he was told to write something on the blackboard. There was a mathematical uh, in a mathematics class, mm -hmm. and he was going to, to solve a mathematical problem. Mm -hmm very brilliant child mm. then he goes there and he's doing his work mm. and all of a sudden the students see some blood mm. on him the mm. guy was menstruating mm -hmm. and they started laughing at him mm. and of course it was very traumatic mm. so uh, for them an opportunity of trying to come up with this and trying to show that the intersex people are normal human beings right. who should not be stigmatized. Right. That means a lot to them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this report did a good job of taking um, what what might be considered unconventional perspectives. Mm. So looking at uh, this question from a biblical perspective, a Quranic perspective. Mm. I imagine for different stakeholder groups to, to sort of understand yes. um, the, the place of intersex individuals. Yeah. Um, do you think a similar approach could be used to reduce discrimination um, for LGBTQ Kenyans mm. um, through similar perspectives, through um, even if it's not necessarily legalization of homosexuality in Kenya, is it possible that a, a similar framework could be used? The constitutional protections uh, are afforded even to the people LGBT to the extent that they have been able to register the organization. Mm -hmm. But of course, the matter is seen is frowned upon mm -hmm. uh, by by uh, you know from a religious point of view. Mm -hmm. But that is why we had really to delve into the, the biblical Quranic perspective. Mm -hmm. And uh, we saw that the Muslim community seems to be more tolerant mm -hmm. of these conditions, right? Mm -hmm. 
more than from the Christian perspective. Mm -hmm. um, but during our, our, you know, our interactions with the public on this issue, we wanted to be to steer clear of the LGBT debate mm -hmm. because we did not, if we had mixed matters of intersex and LGBT, this project would have been a non-starter. Mm. Yeah. So deliberately, mm -hmm. we confined ourselves to the intersex people mm -hmm. uh, for good reason. Mm -hmm. Not that we, 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 we are part of discriminating against the LGBT community, mm -hmm. but we thought that they, they have a very strong forum themselves. Mm -hmm where they advocate their matters. Mm -hmm. But the, the intersex people, because they are in hiding, mm -hmm. they have not felt brave enough to come out. Mm -hmm. We thought that we should not allow the debate of intersex to be compounded mm -hmm. with the debate of LGBT, mm -hmm. because that would have been a bottleneck mm -hmm. to, our, to, to, to our developing this framework. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what what might have been some of the, the difficulties then of, of creating this report and, and maybe even some of the unforeseen successes that might not uh, appear in the report itself? Yeah, well, as I said, one of the difficulties is uh, the, the stigma of the intersex people. Mm -hmm. Because of the stigma, they are not able to come out. And one of the things we did quite early now was try to do some field studies in order to determine how many people, to come up with a, a rough idea of how many people are intersex mm. in the country. Because uh, the, the court direction was specific that uh, data should be collected to determine the number and distribution of intersex people. Mm -hmm. But of course, we, we faced a lot of problems. We, we were able to, to go through the 47 counties, mm -hmm. correcting the data, but we were not, we did not um, uh, go very far because the intersex people would not come out. We only got about 354 people. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing is we are able to establish that they are distributed all over the country, mm -hmm. all over the, uh, the country, because at least in each of the 47 counties, there were intersex people. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, of course, uh, made us start uh, making representations to the National um, Bureau of Statistics. Mm -hmm to make arrangements to include the intersex people as part of the census for the 2019. Mm -hmm. This required a lot of advocacy mm -hmm. and uh, lobbying the, the government mm -hmm. to provide the facilities for that. Mm -hmm. Luckily, uh, the Kenya National Bureau of Statistics were, were understanding enough to mm -hmm. agree to put the intersex code mm -hmm. in the enumeration uh, uh, forms mm -hmm. and uh, they are yet to publish their full report but the area uh, indications was that they were able to get at least 1,500 
1,500 people, mm-hmm. which was an improvement Absolutely. On, on, on what we had corrected ourselves. Yeah. And if this is mainstreamed, mm-hmm. uh, it means that as we go along, we'll be able to get data as to the number of people in the country and their distribution. And the, re- the need for, for creating, for getting this data is for the government to be able to do planning in terms of providing facilities to ease the, the life of, of intersex people in terms of um, creating the necessary uh, framework for their documentation mm-hmm. because that was a problem they were, they were facing. Mm-hmm. Also access to medical services mm-hmm. because quite a lot uh, lot of them have medical issues mm-hmm. and uh, generally to be able to get other social services just like uh, important uh, other normal people in, in, the, in, in the country. Yeah. 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 I think the last question that I'll ask is um, what can other uh, maybe countries, counties or, or even government agencies learn from not only the findings of this report, but the way it was uh, structured and carried out? Well, I, you see, one person asked us a question. Why, why is it necessary for us to have carried out this study? Mm-hmm. And we say, look, you know, in the, the developed world, the the human rights of all the people are taking into account. Things like LGBT rights are non-issues mm-hmm. out there. So they have never seen the need of establishing, of course, task forces to study these. Mm-hmm. Except for Germany. Mm-hmm. Germany is one of the countries that uh, we found that they had gone a lot, a lot for establishment, establishing a task force mm-hmm. to recommend to the government mm-hmm. how to deal with this, the issue. The other country is uh, the Republic of Malta, mm-hmm. and um, they have legislation uh, providing for for the rights of intersex people. Mm-hmm. But other countries, they don't think there was a big issue about right. it because they say these are normal people who have equal rights like any other person. Mm-hmm. But as we say in our country, things like you know LGBT, they are frowned upon. Mm-hmm. So you have to go the extra mile mm-hmm. to start, you know, making the public understand these people are just normal human beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I look forward to future conversation. Yeah. And uh, once again, immediate chairperson of the Kenya Law Reform Commission and uh, the chairperson of this task force, Mr. Bailey Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank I really you. Appreciate your time. Yeah.